0: This is Unstimulate Your Mind episode 16. Welcome back for another great episode of us showcasing or pulling out all the places in the society today where we are overstimulated and finding really wonderful ways of navigating this overstimulated world. This is a mental health podcast that you are probably listening on Spotify or Apple podcast or Google podcast. Some of you are now listening on AfriPods, which is pretty good. You're listening on Anchor or whichever platform that you are using to listen. I'm really grateful that we're still part of the top mental health podcast around the country in this region, which is really good because it's you who listen, your listen count, and your like count or your follow count that really helps in growing the podcast. So if the podcast is on the charts, it means many people will kind of just listen or they'll think of listening, which is pretty good for us. So thank you so, so much. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, on whichever platform that you're using, please do subscribe to the podcast. We are not on YouTube, but on the podcast platforms, there are subscribe buttons or follow buttons like Spotify has a follow button. Apple Podcast has a subscribe button. So you're able to get new episodes every single Monday at 2 p.m. You don't have to keep searching and looking for the podcast. If there's a new episode, you'll just get them in your notification. So follow and subscribe and make sure that if you have notifications on, just like YouTube, you'll be getting new podcast episodes directly to your phone. And something that I noticed with this new platforms like Spotify, the new episode drops on your phone and actually just downloads itself. So long as you have Wi-Fi on or internet on. So your job is just to open the app and click listen. That's a good thing about following or subscribing. The other thing about following the podcast is that it helps in growing it. Your likes, as I've mentioned, or your subscribes will help algorithm to notice the podcast and we'll lift it up on the charts and people will be able to see it everywhere around the world. And that's how we're able to spread the message. So it's a team effort. Me doing the recording, you doing the listen and all of us together building a one happy and stimulate your mind family. Before we get to the episode today, as you can notice, your brother's still struggling with the cold. It's just been a horrible one week for me, but I thank God because I'm doing better, at least my voice is capturing. And I'm really hoping that this voice filters that I use on Adobe Edition will do the job for me this time. But if they don't, well, that's okay, because we have loads of people coming into the podcast today and sharing their thoughts. This week's episode is the things that we should start unlearning. There's a man called Alvin Toffler who once said, the illiterate of the future are not those who can't read or write, but those who cannot learn and learn and relearn. Learning is pretty easy, but the opposite of it, which is unlearning, can't be the easiest thing in the world. I feel that we do learn something every single day. And that's how life is. We learn something on a daily basis. Every situation that we go through, Every mistake we make is a lesson in itself. There's no doubt about that. There are a lot of important things that we learn in our lifetime. From the moment we are born to this world, we learn how to walk, how to eat. We go to school. We learn, we go to different education systems. In this country right now, there's a new one. And that's learning. There is the school learning. And then there is the life learning that we do get. We learn what's good, what's bad. We learn about religion, Christianity. If you're Muslim, you learn about your religion. There's lots that we do learn on a daily basis. And as they say, learning never stops. It's a daily ritual. It's something that we do every single day. We get into relationships or marriage and we learn something about our partners every day. We learn how to take good care of our children. We get into jobs and we learn how to do the jobs because well, most likely we didn't learn how to do those jobs when we were in university. If you know what I mean, definitely you know. Whether it's good or bad, we people learn every single day. But today on this podcast, I want all of us to unlearn a couple of things. Unlearning is the opposite of learning. If you thought it was hard to learn something like a math equation in school, well, try unlearning certain thoughts and ways of thinking. That are formed over your lifetime. Try and learning some things that the society had made you learn by force as you were growing up in your 20s, in your teenage years, or in your 30s, or in your 40s. Well, try and learning that. The way we think has a lot to do with our future and the steps we make towards our success. Let me put a disclaimer on this one. And learning requires us to drop our ego and biases. Unlearning will teach us to get something off our back, to stop judging, to stop holding on to things that we felt were helping us. It forces us to challenge our beliefs, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with unlearning some of the things that church taught you about Christianity. In fact, that's a good thing. We grow up like I've personally had to unlearn so many things that. I was taught about God growing up in a Christian family. You grow up and you think this is how God is. This is who God is until you actually experience God by yourself. And then you say, okay, then maybe I was taught something that I shouldn't have been taught that way. I needed to unlearn so many things about Christianity and my faith. And if you're Muslim, this is a space where we're both from different religions. And I do also acknowledge that maybe if you're Muslim or an Indian, there's so many things about religion and spirituality that you've had to unlearn over the years. And so we are pulling all those concepts into just life in general. The reason why we're doing this today is because we live in an age of information, social media, internet, everything is just information, information. As the premise of this podcast will always remind you, this is an overstimulated world. It's an overstimulated society. Everything, all this information will bombard our minds, will overstimulate us, And the more we get overstimulated, the more we become unproductive, the more we lose it, especially in our mental health. So we are an overstimulated society, but we can unstimulate our minds. So a couple of days ago, I sent a message to some people who I felt were really great listeners of the podcast and wonderful people in this life and in this society today. So I decided to just ask them as I was preparing for the podcast, as I was writing down Was creeping down this podcast i sent messages to well some people i felt i would love to have on the podcast but as you know as life goes if you send a message to 10 people only five will reply or five will be interested in that so that kind of just taught me things about who you should have in the circle but then again i have three people on the podcast today they'll be sharing their thoughts on the things that we should unlearn and Another disclaimer, these are things that we call unpopular opinions, the things that they believe, having gone through their lives, if they're in their 30s or 40s or 50s or 20s or their teenagers, these three people are helping us through their life experiences, the things that they've had to unlearn. And I'm pretty sure as I share this with you, we'll be able to also unlearn and we'll get new insights, things that will push us through the next one week before we meet again for Stimulate Your Mind podcast. The first person I have on the podcast today is Nyakoi. Nyakoi is my book plug. He's the guy that I buy all the books from. I do have a kind of big library, and I think most of the books that I've bought so far have come from him. Uh, Before we get his thoughts, I'd love to plug his job and what he does. So he's a bookseller. He's in the the Nairobi CBD. If you live in the city, he's very accessible. I'll plug his number. I'll put his number on the comment section or somewhere at the description so if you really love books like me i love reading and getting knowledge all the time as we're learning definitely i get to learn every single day and the books that i've bought the important ones that i've had so far this year i got them from nyakoi
1: uh okay uh, thanks a lot uh moses and uh answering your question uh, about what you should learn, learn actually what i've also read and i think it's not uh, worth to keep because it makes us maybe feel like we are uh, captive of uh, maybe nature or other things else. Okay, so people always uh, believe on uh, something called uh, destiny. And uh, people are always relaxed and uh, they always feel that if it's the still it should be, uh, it will be like that. Maybe if he loses something, he say it was destiny. To me, I always feel that destiny is something that uh, it is like a captive of us. It, it captivates our mind and we always feel like uh, uh, everything that happens in our life. It was planned to be, you know, uh, as I've also learned many things in life, I feel that uh, even if destiny exists, but it can be changed, you know, because uh, there's nothing like, uh, I feel there's nothing like destiny, you're destined to be maybe uh, this positive or maybe this negative, you can do anything that can maybe change that destiny, for instance, Saudi can be poor, then he says that it's this destiny, it was this destiny, it was destined for him to be poor. What if you say, no, this poverty is not something that I was, uh, I was born to be. It's, it's not something that was really destined in my life. Let me work hard. You can grow from that poverty to richness. So I always feel that uh, people talk about destiny, destiny, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's something that uh, we should. We should not really rely on. Yeah, I think that is something that people should and learn. Yeah, thank you.
0: Nikoi's thoughts are intriguing. I have to admit that they are intriguing. They kind of drop you back to your faith. Mostly they'll drop you back to your faith and this whole destiny thing, because I was just looking at the definition of destiny, which is the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future or the hidden power believed to control future events or fate. When you mentioned about poverty, it got me wondering or thinking deep into this whole destiny thing. And being Christian and being uh, practicing Christian, it gets me thinking about. There's a verse in the Bible that says, I think it's yeah it's Jeremiah 29:11, where God has a good plan for all of us. And the Bible is really positive about God's love for us and how He wants us to have a great future, even though we live in a world that will try to bang us on the wall and punch us in the face. The Bible is so clear about God's love for humankind, the love that got him to send his own son to die on the cross. And so when Nyakoi mentions about like the poverty side, I'm thinking there's absolutely no way my destiny would be to be poor. If God wants me to have a great life, would God who has a great plan for me want me to be poor? Would a great plan be you be poor for the rest of your life? Would a good God plan a bad life for us? I'm not saying that God doesn't let us go through challenges. Well, life is all challenging. There's a quote or something I had on, I think it was just a 30-second clip of how life is a risk. The moment you're born, it's a whole risk. Everything is a risk. And the same same Bible, there's a place where Jesus told his people or tells us that in this world would find trouble. That the world would be... The way it is, it's not a perfect world. But then again, he says he's overcome the world so we can take heart. So while we live in an imperfect world, do we, do we just sit down and wait for our destinies to come or for us to grow older and say, our destinies is to die of this or that. Our destiny is for us to live a bad life. Or for some people, my destiny was to be the richest man in the world. I've been thinking so deep and feeling like we can actually change our circumstances which will eventually change those destinies that we believe in. Because destinies, as I've mentioned, are all things in the future. And you don't sit in 2022 August waiting for your destiny, waiting for you to be president. If your dream or your feel your destiny is to be the president of the Republic of Kenya. Well, you don't just sit here and say, you know what? My destiny is to be president. My destiny is to be a radio presenter. But you got to wake up and go to the recording studio and record a demo you want to be a podcaster, if you want to do Formula One, you have to wake up and go do it, right? So his thoughts got me to, let's forget about destinies, as he mentions. Why don't we change our circumstances today? Because think about it, if I change my circumstances today, there's a more likelihood that I'll change my destiny, right? I'll probably change the career that I want to have or the life that I want to have. If somebody says my destiny is to be the poorest person in the society, if I change my circumstances today, if I start working hard today, if I start doing something productive today, well, there's a hundred percent possibility that I won't be that person, that whatever they think my destiny is, I'll never end up there. That's on the negative side. If I feel or I think or somebody tells me my destiny is to be president, then maybe I need to wake up and start getting into politics today because common sense tells me that you don't be president in the Republic of Kenya or anywhere around the world if you don't work towards it. If you don't show up at campaigns, if you don't get close to politicians, if you're not really a politician, you will never be the president of this country or any country in the world if you don't put yourself out there. So if my destiny is to be president or I feel that's my destiny, I need to change my circumstances today. I need to change the career that I'm in today from being a doctor being a politician. Maybe I need to run for the member of parliament in my area so that by the next 15 or 20 years I'll have grown from member of parliament, I'll be the senator, I'll go to governor and I'll be popular and then I'll hit it and I'll be the president. That makes sense to me about destinies. But I'd love to get your thoughts on this whole destiny thing. Do you believe in destinies or do you believe in them? Because according to the dictionary and the meaning of destiny start that the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future, whether good or bad. Whether good or bad, and Nyakoi tells us we can change these things, we can change all these destinies, we can change those futures. And I've dropped this new perspective of if we're going to change anything in the future, we'll have to change it now by doing things right here, right now. So if you have different thoughts on destiny, please do send me a voice note or write to me on Instagram through the DMs or just write on the comment section at Unstimulate Your Mind. To add some fire or some thoughts on Nyakoi's thoughts on destiny, I'm going to add a new friend of mine. His name is Ivan. Ivan is an American. He's living in Costa Rica right now. Ivan is building this new, wonderful podcasting platform that I'd love all of us to kind of support. If you go to Instagram, tell our stories. I think I'll start tagging them on some of my posts. So you can support Ivan if you're a podcaster and you'd love to expand your reach and stuff like that. He's still building. He's still in the process. I'm, I'm really honored to be part of that, helping him with new ideas. He's trying to just build something. And I'm sure by the grace of God, Ivan will be able to build something so meaningful that's going to help people share their stories. So Ivan lives in Costa Rica and he sent me a voice note about what he feels we should start unlearning and it kind of goes with what Nyakoi has been sharing. So I'm going to add Ivan's thoughts as part of Nyakoi's thoughts and then you who's listening please just share with me what you think about his thoughts on unlearning.
2: In terms of unlearning, I think as I reach you know, I've turned 31, so I'm, you know, I'm not middle-aged, but I'm definitely kind of uh, leaving youth, getting into kind of midlife. I think one of the things that as we're younger, it's ingrained within us and we're taught to think about kind of being exceptional. And at least in my case, when I was younger, I, I always kind of assumed I'd be the best or the greatest at something. and really know what, but I figured, you know, as you go on life, you you will become great at something. I think that's principally because we, when we're young, we admire um, kind of exceptional people, right? You know, we admire athletes that we aspire to be, um, business people, entrepreneurs, and we kind of assume as we grow up that we'll grow into that life. And I don't want to sound defeatist, but I guess in my case, one of the things I've had to unlearn is, you know. That greatness is the only path in life. There's something actually extraordinary about having an ordinary life, being an ordinary person, having ordinary problems. Um, you know, it, perhaps it seems less glamorous, but that's generally what life is. Is we're just ordinary people, and no matter how amazing a celebrity or a famous person seems, at the end of the day, they're just an ordinary person as well. So I think that, for me, it's been unlearning. Um, unlearning that you know life becomes extraordinary and just kind of becoming contented and and very happy with uh, an ordinary and and, um, kind of basic life with my family and my friends and and, uh, in my job.
0: That's Ivan, and I'll definitely put Ivan's links on the description. And I absolutely love his thoughts on greatness because it helps me. I was listening to a different podcast. It's called The Millennial Mind by Shivani Pau. She's she's an amazing podcast, has a great podcast. And on our latest episode, she was talking stuff to do with value and numbers. This is something that all of us who in media or doing stuff like this and podcasts that we face every single day. There's one thing to want to add value to people's lives. Like I want to add value to your life. Um, here, this whole podcast, the premise of everything is just adding value and information and, and helping you make informed decisions in your life. Everything to do with this overstimulated society. But then there's the numbers side. Seeing the podcast on the charts is It's something that I never thought I'd ever get to seeing the podcast just stay on the charts every single day or week, week after week, week after week, even though, well, I can't really say that I'm making um, any money or as much money as you think on the podcast, because it's still building. We're still just 16 episodes in. I'm trying to look forward to the times when I'll make income from this podcast. And with that comes the thing on numbers. The podcast can't be on the charts without you listening, without numbers, without people coming in every single week or just listening randomly every single day or binge listening. Now, the problem is that when we focus on the numbers, we end up forgetting the value part. Might still be giving you the value, but where do I stand? Am I giving you value? Am I doing this as something that is meaningful to me? And that conflict between value and income, or numbers is something that all of us in the media or in business kind of face every single day. But I I think we'll probably one day have to talk about that conflict between the things we want to do in our lives and doing them and making them meaningful compared to the income that we're making to them. There's such a huge conflict. And that's exactly what Ivan is talking about with greatness. We think that we're all supposed, or eventually have to be great. If you're football players, if you're radio presenters, we look at the person who's doing it at a very high level. If you're a young football player, for example, you look at Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi and we think I'm destined or I have to get to the level Messi is at. And if you don't get to that level, if you get to the age of 28-29 and you're not at Messi's level, it can be depressing. If you're 19-20 and you're a musician and you're not at Billie Eilish's level, it becomes a problem or you feel down, you feel like you haven't accomplished everything you set out to do in your career. And it's a huge conflict that we have to battle every single day. And talking about this conflict and the media and everything between, then the next person, the next guest is the perfect person to talk about radio and media. We should invite Ray on the podcast like fully, like just for like an hour for a whole hour on a Stimulate Your Mind podcast with Ray. If she ever listens to this, you all go to her Instagram at I am the ray and just go to the DMs and tell her we're inviting her to the podcast. Not this five or six minutes. We'll probably invite her for a whole episode of the week. But anyway, this is Ray Kiragu. Ray is a radio presenter here in the country. I've mentioned her, in the thing in the last episode. And Ray has her thoughts on what we should be unlearning.
3: Hey, my name is Reiki and I am such a fan of this podcast. I mean, I'm a radio presenter myself on Sound City, Kenya, um, a show that normally airs from six until 10. Uh, if you can, please tune in. It's 88.5 in Nairobi, but um, you, know, you can always find a streaming link on the internet. Just go, how to stream Sound City, Kenya, <laughs> and you'll probably find it, um, but yeah. This is such an important conversation, Moses. I feel like it's so important to be self-aware, you know, because really that's what it is. Unlearning things in your life is you realizing they don't serve you anymore. And you choosing to put the things that do serve you more, you know, more a priority in your life, if that makes sense. So one thing I had to unlearn for me was unlearning that saying no is actually not a bad thing. Mm, imagine I had to learn this as a, as a grown-up. And I think, firstly, it's how we're raised in Africa. We're raised to fear authority. We're raised that rules are meant to be followed, that you'll just be nicer, the more adaptable. Because, you know, that's what they call it. You know, you have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable. You have to have thick skin. <laughs> Which sometimes we understand to mean, man say you must be ready for a lot. And so uh, while that's good, you know, maybe at the start of your career, I think the more you progress, the more you have to learn to have a backbone okay. and be able to say no. Because when you think about it, saying no, first of all, two things I realized. One is that the cost of saying no is always on someone else. But the cost of saying yes is always going to be on you. Meaning, if you say no to a certain task because you have evaluated yourself and you've realized, Me, I just can't do this by the way. either it just doesn't sound like it's worth the money or it just doesn't sound like it's, you know, I'm going to be... Um, happy doing it or it just whatever the reason is just saying no it takes away that pressure off of you and if whoever you're telling no to chooses to take that the wrong way that's on them you know but if you keep saying yes then it's gonna be on you because then it's up to you you're gonna keep saying yes you're gonna you know end up overloading yourself you're going to end up feeling discouraged at some point you might even end up hating that job because you kept saying yes to so many things so it's really important to learn to say no and another thing i learned the second thing i learned is when you say no it's like the height of self-awareness when you think about it it is genuinely you really knowing your lines you know you know this is me where this is as much as i can handle this is as much as i can do and then sticking by them and when you think about it that's such a great way to be kind to yourself you know because that's you telling the world eh? me imagine i know This is as much as I can handle. If you want me to do more, I'm sorry, I got to say no. You know, and learning to say no actually builds a muscle. So the more you say no, the more you get used to it. And then the more you get used to it, the easier it becomes. So one thing I had to unlearn is really just that saying no is not a rude thing. And sometimes no is the whole answer. Like you don't need to say no and then explain. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm not at this time. Or... Um, no, I don't feel like going out tonight, but you guys have fun. You know, like you don't need to explain what's up. Just be like, I just don't feel like it, you know, learn to say no and be okay with it because that in itself is like a form of self-love.
0: This has to be the deepest thing that I've had this week. This is so helpful and profound. I think this is something we're taking home as we close it for this podcast today. Just learning to say no. And learning to say no or say yes has to do with boundaries. I was reading something just when I got this voice note from Ray. I was looking at the Guardian. They have this article on just learn to say no. Like when you ask someone how they are, there's a 95% chance that they'll give you some version of, I'm busy, I'm good, but busy, or even sometimes I'm crazy busy. In this world today, busy has become a badge of honor. There's this significance of success that comes with busy. I don't know where we get that from, but now it's become like a humble brag that implies we're important or we're in demand. If you're really too busy, there are chances that you're not saying no enough. And that kind of got me thinking and thinking because many of us struggle to say no. We fear rejection. There's anger or just the uncertainty of what the other person's response will be if I do say no to something. Our people pleasing, apparently, is often rooted in our childhood. We might have been raised to be a good girl or a good boy, are praised for being mommy's little helper or daddy's little helper, or we might have not been given enough attention. And so we sought it by pleasing others, even at the expense of ourselves. There's an example that has been used in that article of one client who told the writer that As a child, she felt responsible for her depressed mother's happiness. So now, as she's grown up, she says she feels she must say yes to every request for fear of upsetting people. There's another one who told the writer that he used to fear his father's angry outbursts, and would often say yes to avoid getting on the wrong side of someone's temper. We can get used to saying yes and pleasing others, that we don't even know what we want or what we ourselves need. But if your life is so tightly packed with other people's requests that you don't have time for what really matters to you or worse, your mental health, as we always talk about in this podcast, it is time to make a change. It is time to start learning to say no and unlearning saying yes. This whole podcast is unlearning. So today we may have to unlearn this whole art of saying yes to everything. We have to start setting boundaries and learning to say no, no without feeling the guilt or the shame around it. And the first step to finding the word no in your heart, apparently is to get a little angry about all the time, energy, and the money that you could have spent saying yes to things that you could have said no to. Like for example, how many coffees have you had with people you didn't want to have coffee with? Count that cost. How many weddings? Have you been to that you didn't really want to attend? Count the cost. How many hours of meetings have you sat through when you had no real reason to be there? You count the cost. How many parties have you been part of or been involved in or gone? How many times have you gone out at night when you really didn't need to go out? How many times have you spent money on somebody who you felt ah, oh, just I shouldn't have done this. So apparently the main or the first thing that you can do to learn to say no is count the cost of saying yes. You said yes to a date with somebody who you didn't like, so you count the cost even if it's financially. You spend this amount of money going out with somebody you just didn't like. So maybe you look at the cost and the implications in your bank account or in your mental health. If you went out partying with people you didn't like and you woke up the following morning feeling like crap, And now you're feeling down. If you count the cost of all those hours and the things that you could have done in that time, if it was reading a book, spending time with your child or spending time with your family, the things that you could have done if you actually said no. You might have to ask yourself, what's wrong with saying yes and keeping people happy? It might be a hard pill to swallow, but if you consider this, there is compulsive people pleasing that can be a form of manipulation. There is a teacher and or the Byron Katie, who sums it up brilliantly, says it's the biggest fallacy that I can manipulate you to love me. We kid ourselves that we're just being decent people by, by pleasing others. But things can turn unexpectedly sour when our own needs aren't met. Again, we have to compare our needs, our time, the things that we have sacrificed in our lives to please others, and then we count the cost. No matter how the metrics that you will use to count the cost, if it's financially, if it's in your mental health, there's definitely a way or a conclusion that you'll make. And then that will help us in starting to say no, because saying yes, apparently, is something we need to unlearn. There's a book called The Power of No, which is by James Altucher. And he writes that when you say yes to something you don't want to do, here's the result. You hate what you're doing. You resent the person who asked you and you hurt yourself when it's coming from a place or subtle manipulation or even resentment, can saying yes when you mean no ever be a good thing? Can saying yes when you mean no ever be a good thing? I guess all of us can answer that by digging deep through our lives. And if you find yourself still struggling to say no, bear in mind what the billionaire businessman Warren Buffett famously said. Successful people say no to almost everything. And there's no shame in that. There's absolutely no shame in saying no if whatever you're saying no to would eventually cost you your mental health or your finances if you said yes to them. Sometimes we have to hurt people, and that's okay. We should never feel the shame or the guilt of putting ourselves forward and, and selfishly choosing our mental health or our finances or our peace instead of chaos, Thank you for listening to unstimulate your mind podcast and i want to say thank you once again to Nyakoi, to ivan and Ray for sending me all these voice notes i'd love to like host if you guys agree with their thoughts or you love their thoughts and this whole new format of the podcast you can share with me on instagram when i should try getting all these guys on the podcast i'll do a video call or a video podcast with ivan he's in costa rica so that will take me like two days to travel to costa rica to get him But I could get Ray, I could get Nyakoya, definitely record a whole podcast with them. So this is also to invite them to the podcast. And you who's listening also inviting you to be part of this podcast by sending me a voice note or your thoughts. And I'll do compile them and put together another wonderful episode next week. And to sign out, don't forget to follow the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, there's a follow button at the top. You can also give the podcast a rating if you're on Apple podcast, there's also a rating button that you can use to just make sure the podcast is growing. I say that's by far your role on this podcast, your role, of the, your role on the Unstimulate Your Mind family. Also, there's a role to play on Instagram, which is to just keep up with whatever we are posting on a Unstimulate Your Mind podcast on Instagram. My name is Moses once again. And even with my really bad voice today, I'm still wishing you a wonderful week. And as usual, Be kind to yourself.